This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with three for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. Beyond the pitch, beyond the results, we're here to connect fans, getting them to embrace the highs and lows of supporting your club because we're not just fans, we're a team. With two in three football fans having struggled with their mental health, we understand that life off the pitch can present its own challenges. That's why we're committed to ensuring you have the tools to stay connected with your friends and fellow supporters. Take a moment to connect with your mates. A simple text or an open conversation can make a world of difference. And if they don't respond right away, don't hesitate to follow up. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Another defeat in the league. An exit from the cup. A suspended defender and an injured young prospect. The big question is when will things start to go right for Mansfield Town? The Stags didn't get the result they wanted against Barrow at the Wonkhall Stadium on Saturday as they slumped back to their losing ways. And as defender Farron Rawson got himself sent off, the Stags now have big questions over who will play centre-half on Saturday at home to Oldham, a game which has already become huge at the bottom of the table. In midweek, Mansfield Town could have found the answers in the Papa John's Trophy with the Young Guns getting a game. But promising young centre-half George Cooper picked up an injury. Meaning Nigel Clough is now without a mammoth five centre-backs ahead of Saturday's clash with Oldham. But where will the Stags boss turn? Where should the Stags boss turn? And can Mansfield Town turn it around? and re-kickstart their season. Let us know your thoughts in the comments and have your say on your team. This is the show for the fans, by the fans. This is the Mansfield Matters Podcast.
So another defeat in Skybet League 2 for Mansfield Town and they're out of the Pottergon Trophy. Not that many people cared about that competition anyway, but it's defeat after defeat after defeat and bad luck after bad luck after bad luck. When will things turn around? When will things get better for our Mansfield Town? Will it hopefully be this Saturday at home to Oldham where the Stags are in desperate need of three points. Joining me to look back over the last week of action, including Tuesday night's, last night's defeat at the hands of Sheffield Wednesday, the regular contributors of Mr Nathan Edge. Good evening. Evening. And Mr Clive Parkin. Good evening to you. Hello. First little bit of housekeeping to uh, sort out. Nathan, are you uh, friends with me again now? I am indeed. Yeah, I'm mugged me off this time. There you go. Nathan has his Mansfield Matters mug. Clive's still satisfied with his. I had a lovely message earlier from somebody who uh, purchased one of the mugs saying that theirs have, have been uh, delivered and that uh, they're, they're happy with their purchase and going to have a cup of tea. One's even going to be potentially a bit of a Christmas present as well. So uh, if you want to get involved, the link is in the description. Right, enough mug sales. Let's delve straight into last night, Nath. Uh, an exit from the Papa John's Trophy, albeit we've still got one game left to play against Newcastle, who are all under-21s, who are also out of the competition. Uh, but uh, a win for Harrogate and the win for... Uh, uh, for our opponents last night, Sheffield Wednesday, uh, mean that we can't progress any further. But I don't know whether to take positives from the game or negatives, because positives we played really, really well for the first time in a while. Negatives, the prospect of bringing young George Cooper in at centre-half and letting him develop, disappeared at half-time when he went off injured. Yeah, um, I mean, I'm going to be honest, I don't think it would have happened anyway. Yeah, knowing... Uh, Nigel Clough. I think he may, obviously would have been on the bench out of uh, necessity, but I don't think he'd have he'd have played. Well, I don't think he'd have started anyway um, on Saturday. But it is still a blow, isn't it? You know, he, he did play very well and he's done done well in his in the games so far. Um, and, and a lot, a few of the young players actually last night put themselves in the. Yeah, didn't do themselves any harm in what they you know, performed on the pitch. So uh, yeah, like you say, positives. It was a lot to take out last night. The only negative is, is that we played well and and lost, you know. So um, and into a to a last minute goal, although you know we, it's only you and I, Craig. I think that uh, we're in a minority, aren't we? We it's only us that lost to progress in this cup. Not happening now. So uh, we can both sit here now and say that game against Newcastle doesn't matter. Uh, we can join everyone matter. else, but, uh, it, but yeah, it, it does. It nice. does matter, and it will matter because <laughs> you know we've got pride to play for in not finishing bottom of the group. Um, Clive, it, it was a frustrating night last night, as we say, as Nathan said. Um, you know, to to lose in the manner in which we did, we probably didn't deserve to lose. I actually feel sorry for um, some of the. Uh, some of the younger players last night who, you know, would have put themselves in the manager's mindset, but by virtue of the fact that we lost the game and made a couple of errors, may well have pushed themselves back out of the manager's mindset. And I'm talking more about James Clark and Ryan Burke, who are both fantastic and both really who will be, you know, the two names which I'm sure Nigel Clough will flip a coin on come uh, five to two on Saturday before he has to hand the seam sheet in. Yeah, I think um, the only frustration was the result. I thought the game was entertaining. Both teams played played in the right spirit. There were some good players on both sides. Um, it's incredibly valuable experience for those players who are not getting um, a game in the first eleven, and it gives the opportunity for the management team to watch these players in a competitive arena. 
I thought it was interesting that Clough spent part of his time, in fact, nearly all the first half, up in the stand, which is something I've been wanting to see him do anyway. Um, uh, and I think uh, the uh, the encouraging thing is just about any of those players, probably bar the goalkeeper, would walk into the side if there was a gap that suited their game. Yeah, certainly so. I was impressed uh, in particular with uh, Keaton Ward last night as well. Uh, perhaps didn't get a mention towards the end of the game, but felt he very, did very well in that midfield role. James Clark at right back again. Every time we talk about him, uh, we always say he should be in the team. And honestly, if it's not this weekend, Nath, I will be. If I was James Clark, I will be knocking on the manager's door saying, Excuse me, Mr. Clough, um, is there any danger of me getting a game here? Because if not, <laughs> I'm out of here because if he doesn't get a game Saturday, then something's wrong. No, absolutely. Um, you, know, you said it. You said it after the game on Saturday, didn't you? Uh, after losing to Barrow, that J- James Clark should be in. And then after after last night, again another game where he'd gone in and uh, well, I'm not, I'm not going to say didn't do anything wrong because I think he did better than that. You know, he, he was one of the best players. So um, you know, he should have surely to God earned a place. Um, you know, in the team for Saturday, especially you know, given the the injury crisis that we have been dealt at the moment. Let's delve into some of your guys' uh, comments uh, at home and see what you guys have got to say. Uh, Rogers kicks us off tonight. Get ready for it. Here it comes. He says, "We need to get galvanised." There it is. Just yes. for you, Rogers. Just just to appease you. Can you please um, bar that contributor, please? Nope, no, I, no, I, could, no, no, I could. And do you know what, Clive? I've had enough of your toxicity. <laughs> um, Craig in the comments has been in touch with uh, his suggested team. Uh, he says Bishop Clark, Hawkins, Hewitt, Burke, Charles Lee, Maris, Clark, uh, McLaughlin, Johnson, and Oates would be my uh, eleven for Saturday. Uh, Roy says just been listening to uh, Praise and Grumble on Radio Sheffield, and their fans, Sheffield Wednesday fans, were fuming with their performance and said we were poor, but I thought we played well. Now looking forward um, to Saturday. Um, uh, Roger says, uh, without wanting to blow my own trumpet, I said about the young players getting a chance last podcast. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and talking about who impressed last night, Craig says, Clark, Ward and Burke all impressed me um, last night. Um, every player, I think, for me, the young players uh, impressed. Um, I think it's one of those... Uh, frustrating situations isn't it where in a competition like that it doesn't really match up to uh, to league two football but you've got to allow your players to develop and when you've got a crisis like this I always say it we're not an 11 we are a team we are a squad and these players are there for a reason Clive and if they can contribute they should um, you know and they can perform they should be getting into the side if you look at the amount of players We've got missing for this coming Saturday. Farron Rawson, suspended. Um, Stephen Quinn, suspended. Tyrese Sinclair, uh, suspended. Injuries left, right and centre. Kel Gordon, uh, still missing at right back. We've got Naughty Forrester, all missing. Forrester potentially could be on the bench on Saturday. But what's interesting there is, he's yet to actually train with Mansfield. He stayed with Stoke. So um, it would be an interesting one to see where he fits in there. Obviously, Cooper, George Cooper, the young centre-half, injured um, as well. Ollie Hawkins struggling with his back. I put in the comments earlier, like on when I promoted the show, Clive, that uh, Marek Steck's been practising headers. Well, at this rate, it may well get a game at centre-half. I think at this rate, you might. <laughs> 
We, I mean, I don't, I don't know how you could have any further bad luck over and above what we've already got. I mean, there's very few people left to to, uh, to cripple. We've um, we've certainly got a ragbag team at the moment, and and uh, we're not being hammered by anybody. So I think there's some credit to the fact that they are trying to work it all the way through it. Um, and you know, I don't think we should be overly pessimistic about our chances on Saturday. Um, by the way, I think. Uh, um, Craig's the the selection, his his choice of starting eleven, spot on. Uh, I'd go along with that any time of the day. Um, yeah, I think you yeah. know that there are there are players there that deserve a go. I don't get the impression that Clough's too happy to bring youngsters through, and I, I'm critical of him for that. And you know, I'd be mightily upset if Young Clark isn't playing, but I've just got a sneaky suspicion he'll be warming his ass on the bench. Yeah, mm. I, I I think given his. Uh... Comments after the match, it kind of uh, he didn't have as much praise, did he? Like as for, for what all the fans did for, for Clark. No, um, and, and so that that rang alarm bells a little bit for me when it, when you think it's crying out for him at the moment. That kind of seems like a bit of a message. Hopefully we're wrong. Hopefully we're reading into it wrong. But I did come across to me as a bit of a message that he probably won't be playing, which I think will be a you know very poor decision. Um, it's it's a tough one because last year you know we all. We're getting a bit excited, weren't we? Because we we did see young players coming. We obviously brought Saul Ward, but brought back into the team. Um, you know, well, brought back to the club, I should say, and put into the team. Obviously, Jason Law and Tyree Sinclair were, but that's that's because at that point they had to. Well, you surely we're back in that same position now, where we we just have to put them in there. But the difference is they've through those players have had some good experience from last season, and I, you know, I really don't think you know Law and Ward would look out of place in our team at the moment. Yeah, Clark, I think, sorry. yeah, I think especially um, Keaton Ward last night, I mean, if definitely to sort of come off the bench, you know, we were talking weeks ago about Sturk being the one to uh, to come off the bench and influence for the last 15, 20 minutes. He's another one on the injury list. I certainly think Keaton Ward can do that. I think his best position um, is in front of that back four, playing that defensive role. He got into a lot of pockets last night to break things up and Albeit he had Stephen Quinn alongside him and, and he showed how much we really, really, really missed him um, for, his, for his reading of the game and, and controlling of the game. Um, I felt Ward had a very, very good game. We'll hear from him in, 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 a, in a little while and, and his thoughts. But to go back to you know Craig's team selection and to what you were saying there, the back four option, um, it, it's very, very limited. He can... He can if he sticks with the back four, um, he's got no Kel Gordon for for right back. Obviously, Elliot, Elliot Hewitt has been playing there, but with Rawson suspended, you would naturally assume that Hewitt would go back uh, to centre half, which then opens that right back slot, um, which you would hope would be filled by James Clark. But another option he's got is to keep Hewitt at right back and move McLaughlin to centre half, where then you would have. Obviously, Burke brought in at left back and you've got young Jaden Charles sort of on the bench just in case for cover. But the problem there, and, and this is the big conundrum for me, is the fact that if you went for that latter option of uh, a centre-half pairing of Hawkins and McLaughlin, you've got two players whose natural position, even though they can do a job there, is not centre-half. Surely, in a back four, you want at least one natural centre-half. Yes, Ollie Hawkins is probably our best centre-half at the club at the minute, but um, he's not a centre-half. He's, 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 he's a centre-forward. But you want a, an expert, you want a, a cent, an out-and-out central defender there. So for me, 
Clive, the option has to be moving Hewitt back across. If he moves McLaughlin into the middle and leaves Hewitt where he is, and Clark on the bench, and Clark on the bench, and brings yeah. Burke in, I, I'm not. I don't think I, I, I shall. Uh, I should be peeved. Mm. There is a third option as well. You know, back three? No, no. You could always see a, a centre-back pairing of Hawkins and, and Bowery. It's not, it's not out of the question, or even Keaton Ward back there, you know, because he has, he has done that previously. You know, it's such so, a shame that uh, Cooper got injured because I thought the way things were looking, Cooper was going to be in on Saturday. Um, and for him to crock himself in the game, I don't suppose he did it deliberately, but it's such a shame because I thought he would... I thought he'd done enough in the first half to get in, get in that centre-back pairing. I think he'd done enough, but I don't think he'd been put in. I think it would just be the same situation as Clark, you know, where we've, we'd assume that he's doing enough to, uh, to earn his place in there. But I've just got this funny feeling we're going to end up doing what you've just described there, Craig, is just shuffling people around for, for what reason, I don't know. I, I've just got a feeling it's going to happen. And I'm, I, Again, with, with Clive, and obviously we all hope we're going to be proven wrong, but... If that does happen, well, it will be disappointing. Yeah, I, I I think we need to set ourselves up for disappointment because for for whatever reason, I actually do think that there is maybe a point. I mean, I get why, um, you know, Clough might not want to put the faith in the younger players because they're they're not experienced players in in the situation we find ourselves in, which is towards the wrong end of the table, but. Here's the, the the question: How do you get experience without playing games? You've got it's like how do you learn to swim without you know dipping your feet in the pool? You've you've got to got to figure it out, haven't you? I think Clough also had a dig at the players. Um, I think notably Tyrese for getting cramp, and he said that how you know you need games to avoid getting cramp in the in the late part of the game. Well, that's that's the solution. Give them the bloody game. I think Tyrese has not made any progress at all this season. And I think he needs a run in, in the side to, to, to get back to where we think he should be. If he doesn't, I think his days are probably numbered at the club. But the other lads aren't getting the chance at all. And they're into an adequate reserve league for them to, to, to work in. And they are going to pull muscles and things when they're required to play very competitive football when they're not doing it on a week-by-week -week basis. It's a very frustrating one, Nath, isn't it? Because, you know, we've been quite vocal about this before, a reserve team. When you look at it, all right, we've, this year we've got the added bonus of this under-23s uh, competition, um, the Premier League Cup. But again, like the EFL trophy, the games are only once a month. So essentially, um, those players, those younger players who, needs, um, uh, who need minutes and who need to time to develop aren't getting the opportunities because they're only there once a month. That's You're not going to get anywhere, are you? I mean, you know, I can, for example, if I wanted to become a magician, I could buy myself a magician set, sit down for 90 minutes and play with it for a, once a month, but I never get there. But if I spend every single day or, you know, you know, or every, twice a week doing it, I'd more likely to, to get there a lot quicker. I don't know about yeah. a magician set. If you wanted a cowboy outfit, we could get you Derby County. <laughs> you and these bloody adjectives or whatever. These jokes are not, they're really old. I'm sorry. <laughs> Talking of old, I mean, back in my day, players didn't get injured at the rate our super athletes are getting injured. We used to play with broken legs. Yeah, but it was walking football, wasn't it? You know, it's, it's a different level now, Clive. Get out back of in here. your day, everyone played in black and white. Oh, no, it's just on the telly. One substitute. 
And you didn't come off unless you were dead. <laughs> I have just figured out the solution to this, right? I know somebody who has got Mansfield at heart and has got international pedigree. The only thing we need to do is put a ball in a bell in the ball. Nathan, are I you? I thought fit? you were going with Stuart Watkins there, but yeah. <laughs> 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 I mean, I've probably trusted him more than me, but uh, I'll, I'll go and put a, put a shift in. Why not? Um, I mean, who knows? If you, if you turn up to the ground at five to two, you might get your name on the team sheet. Well, yeah, I mean, who knows? So, but then again, I'm, I'm probably a bit young, you know. Uh, Do you know somebody was somebody posted a cartoon on one of the social media pages, and it was the uh, it was a, a frigate in the channel, and it had come across this rubber dinghy full of um, people wanting to immigrate illegally into the country. And from a loud hailer, somebody shouted, "Any of you play centre back?" <laughs> I think that's the way we'll be doing it on uh, on Saturday for the coming games. That's how we look for free agents, isn't it? <laughs> Going down the pl- Can you play centre back, son? You're in. Uh, let's go back to some more of the uh, the comments. Um, Roger says they can't be any uh, worse than what they are now. Surely, uh, Richard says tongue in cheek. Everyone needs to be ready for Ollie Clark playing uh, right back. <laughs> well, we might be lucky to see Ollie Clark at all because he's had his nose broken and reset into place uh, this week. Nate, you know, as if. We didn't have a crisis with uh, um, playing, at, you know, people at the back. We might have some missing in midfield as well. The captain. Well, yeah, I know. That's what I, it does get. It does go from bad to, bad to worse, doesn't it? Uh, you don't need a nose to play football. Yeah, I mean, of course, did say he, he doesn't think he'll be out. He'll probably be wearing some sort of mask or something. So, um, you know, it, I think we'll be all right in that in, in that department. That's. I'm going to touch wood here, but that's one area I know we're missing: Sturk and, and Quinn. Oh, that's it. Never mind. I was going to say we're doing all right there, but we're not actually, are we? Let's be honest. Go on. I, I, just, I just genuinely don't think we're doing all right in any area of the pitch no, no. because no. we've we've lost a striker by virtue of the fact we've got no centre-backs. We've got a striker who's not, get, who's not getting game time in, in Danny Johnson. Um, we've you know got young players who are on the fringes who are suspended. It, I, I actually think we might struggle to fill a bench. I mean, well, I think it might be easier for us to sit here and say what's going right. Might be a quicker, a quick conversation. Um, It'd be a quicker podcast. <laughs> yeah. Listen, you lot, stop being so cynical. It's, I mean, it's, it's, it's let's be clear about this. We've lost our best player for the whole season. And, it, and that's made a huge difference to the competence and confidence of the defensive lineup. The best two players on the field last night are suspended for the next game or two. Um, but you know, two, when two more games have gone by and we've got our long-term uh, uh, band player coming back, and Faz is only out for one game, I think we can start to see some light at the end of this tunnel. Okay. And if, in the same time, Forrester can get rid of his walking frame um, and, uh, and bend over to put his boots on, we might just have another player to put on the bench. We are at the we're at rock bottom. There's no question about that, and I think it's dead easy to dismiss the side as being rubbish. They are in a terrible situation, and it's not helped by circumstance. Circumstances are outside everybody's control. Um, I think I'm not, I'm not defending Clough because I think Clough's making some mistakes at the moment. But I think we uh, we are where we are, and the only way we're going to improve is by getting these players back in the side and moving forward together. That was the interesting thing for me last night because. Yes, we lost another game of football, but we actually played well. And it, it shows that we can play well. And I think, you know, Clive's got a, a good point there. It seemed like a long, long road, but let's turn it around. You know, like you say, we can sit here and list all the players that are unavailable. But 
the the key player who makes us tick, other than James Perch, who's obviously out injured and we can't do anything about that, is Stephen Quinn, who, you know, scored a great goal last night um, and really, really dominated the midfield. He's he had back. a great game last night. The only thing I would yeah. draw him up on was his celebration. Nah, I yeah, don't like that. Class. He should have been celebrating to his home fans, not running and, and having a go at the Sheffield Wednesday fans. And yeah. that's that level of lunacy on, that's in his head. Hold on a minute. You, are what? you telling me if you were playing out there, right, and you scored against Chesterfield, you wouldn't run the full length of the pitch to, to, to go celebrate in front of them? We weren't playing Chesterfield. No, but he's a Sheffield United Just fan, isn't he? he, he yeah, but an ex United player. He's a Mansfield Town player. And if. He could have got himself booked for that. Well, I just think it's it's a level of uh, of idiocy that's in his head, and it's the reason he's had five, uh, and in fact six bands now. You know, he's just got a little bit of uh, a loose slate up there somewhere. Listen, I think you know. I think his timing was wrong. I think you know we'd got back in the game at one all. If that was a 90th minute winner, I'd have forgiven him. I'd have, I'd have given it him. But I, I'd, I'm going to sit on the fence and get some splinters uh, between uh, that one. Uh, keep your comments coming in. Have your say on your team. Anything Mansfield Town related you want to talk about tonight? Uh, we're here for the next half an hour or so. So uh, get involved in the comments um, right now. Um, like Owen has done, who says got to start Clark for me. But nice serving you in Nando's the other day. Thanks, Owen. That was that was that was fun. So, uh, for context, I went to Nando's with the the better half the other week. Um, walked in, um, and uh, this shy young lad, who I now know to be uh, Owen, uh, shows us to uh, our table. And uh, as we say, Nathan's got you know, a groupie. Who's Nathan? I'm not Nathan. Oh, it was me. I was, in, I was in Nando's. Oh, Nathan's a Don't good Don't take this away from him. He'll be gutted. <laughs> yeah. So as I, sat down, as I sat down at the table, I went, I'm not going to lie, I was really nervous saying hello to you because I'm a big fan of the podcast. I was like... Oh, we'll let him off then. You, you know, know you've made it. Long, we'll let him off. You, you know you've made it when somebody rec- recognises you in Nando's. However, next time, if you're really, really uh, ple- pleased to see us, maybe knock some money off the bill some. <laughs> only, only joking. Uh, only joking. Maybe in return of a mug, you know. A what? You know those those things you barely mentioned last podcast. Let's not go down that road again. <laughs> we won't go down that road until the end. Um, some sensible comments coming in. Um, questions which we've had time and time again, but we might as well talk about it. Uh, why did Clough let Mayonnaise and O'Keefe go out on loan? Um, mainly because they wanted football and they weren't in his plans, which is hindsight's a wonderful thing. But again, um, you know, we've uh, we can't do anything about it um, at all. Um, and you know, they've gone, they're not at the club. Um, and there's they're, away till, they're away till the end of this year, aren't they? Till the end of December. Uh, O'Keefe, come O'Keefe, uh, no, mayonnaise is full season, O'Keefe is uh, January, but I think well, he'll probably. Probably sign permanently for them in January. He'll not bring O'Keefe back, even though he's having no. a splendid season. He'll, he'll sell him. Um, Roger said, like Roger says, things are what they are. They've just got to make the best of it at the minute and get on with it. Yeah, absolutely. That's that's the thing, isn't it? It's uh, um, just getting on with it and you know persevering through through the rough times. Um, Jim says, uh, I know it's not everyone's favourite transfer window. But I truly hope we are getting properly organised now for the Christmas slash January window with proper and efficient plan A's, B's and C's in place. Um, it is something we've got to, to look at, Nathan, start thinking about. And I think this is the big question, isn't it, about how the club and, and how um, 
the staff behind Nigel Clough earn the money. It's a difficult window to um, you know to to get right. It's a difficult window to to bring players in, but there's no doubt about it with with Perch out for the season that even if we get all of these injured players back into the fold, your Nartis, your Foresters, who of course is loaning up in January anyway, um, and you have all the suspensions. Um, over and done with. We still need that command, commanding centre half to make the difference. We have to replace James Perch. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, even when James Perch was was fit, we were still looking for a for a centre half anyway, which we obviously we missed out on, and which is why we ended up bringing in Nati and Forrester as a you know last minute loan deal. So there's there's still for me there's there's there's, there's two two positions there, two big sort of players that you need to bring in. Um, you know, in, in that defensive area. So, um, you know, unfortunately, we've got a, we've got the worst transfer window to try and do it. And so far, the last two transfer windows, they've, they've not really gone to plan, has it? Have they? So, um, you know, that, I can't remember who commented now, but they're, they're spot on. Spot on. We we need to probably, hopefully, they're working on it now, and we need to get our plans, B's and C's, and, and so on in in order now, and and get ready for it because we can't have, we can't afford to have another bad transfer window because the recruitment so far hasn't been good enough unfortunately and one thing we can't afford to do Clive either is um, push the button and, and, and say you know start the process on January the 1st when um, when the window opens we need it to be at the end of the process don't we well they they've got to be looking at players now uh, with a view to keeping them in the frame until the time comes I mean what the hell are they doing if not because that's their job you know you, recruitment Having a full-time member on the staff to be head of recruitment means he's got to be doing something every day or at least regularly. Um, it's all right going to look at players, but what we need to be looking at is players that will be tempted to, to, to transfer in January. Um, and, you know, well, I'm, I'm no expert at these things. You don't wait for people to knock on your door. You have to go and find them. Yeah, you certainly do. Uh, the man whose job it is to uh, help find them uh, is Nigel Clough, the Stags manager, who, of course, last night, interestingly, um, of course, um, seemingly didn't watch the first half from the dugout. Uh, more on that later on. But first, let's go into the dressing room and get his reaction to last night's uh, defeat at home to Sheffield Wednesday in the Papa John's Trophy. Let's see what Nigel Clough made of the results and the performance. Yeah, encouraging performance uh, by predominantly a young side, people who've not been getting too much of a game, plus the suspended lads, of course, uh, all featured tonight. So that was a very, very good game. Uh, just bitterly disappointed we lost with in stoppage time because uh, I didn't think we deserved to. It was based upon uh, giving lads a game uh, and getting experience in this sort of competition. You know, the only lads that didn't feature tonight, not in the squad, uh, genuinely got knocks. Uh, Ollie Hawkins has... Uh, had a troublesome back, hardly trained last week. Ollie Clark's had his nose reset today. Uh, George Maris has had a few whacks. Uh, and Nathan Bishop, who's the only one really, we're not certainly going to risk him. We're not making the most of our chances and situations. We had three great situations to go and get a goal and didn't get one. But I thought the way we started the second half on the front foot with the wind behind us, penned them in. And I thought they hardly got out for 15, 20 minutes. And it was one of the very rare forays into our box when they did score. This point with the first one uh, in terms of George Shelby should have come and cleared everything. If he's coming for it, he has to get something on the ball. Uh, I thought we scored a very, very good team goal uh, in terms of the build-up. We got the ball on the edge of the box, a couple little touches in the penalty area. Nice little back heel layoff from Tyrese and, and Quinny smashed it in the top corner. Uh, it, was a, it was a good, good team goal. Uh, and then when you're within 60, 70 seconds of getting a 1-1 and going to penalties, you have to do more then 
to win the ball on the edge of the box, to stop the cross uh, and things like that in order to, bare minimum, take it to penalties. It was ridiculous. We only had a minute or so to go and we started one or two little situations ourselves after that. Reese Oates has nearly gone through. Uh, but it was that sort of game. Enough chances to win it comfortably tonight. Yeah, I was pleased with Danny Johnson tonight. Uh, I was pleased with his work rate, first of all. Uh, his hold-up play was good. I thought he won a couple of free kicks that he wasn't given. Uh, so I thought he was very encouraged by his by his performance tonight, more than anybody. Baz Rawson played well, but obviously he can't play on Saturday. Uh, the two young fullbacks battled away. You see, at times, it was a struggle for him against the quality of opposition. Stags boss Nigel Clough speaking to I Follow Stags. Of course, Mansfield next in action uh, as they head to... Uh, uh, Northampton a week on Saturday after that Oldham game on Saturday of course if you want to go to Northampton you can travel with the Stag Supporters Association just £10 for all SSA members £15 for non-members departure time from the One Course Stadium is 11am to book your seat call 07967 689 597 that's 07967 689 597 to book your seats on the coach uh, to Northampton a week on Saturday. First, though, it's Oldham at the One Course Stadium uh, on Saturday, this coming Saturday. And it is going to be a big game at the bottom of the table, the wrong end of the table. They've got injuries uh, and what have you themselves, Nath, um, and uh, have not started the season uh, as well as Keith Curl would have uh, wanted to. Two wins, a draw and seven defeats. Um, scored six goals but conceded 16. It's a real opportunity, even up against it for Mansfield Town, to, to kick on and to get the likes of Danny Johnson, to get the likes of Jordan Bowery firing on all cylinders, resoaps as well, because we have to go out, even at this early stage in the season, and get a win just for our own sense of purpose, our own confidence within the camp. Yeah, um, you know, regardless of sort of where what it'll do to sort of you know, your position in the league you know that this you know obviously it matters but there's there's a lot of games to be played ahead so it's not necessarily a, a six point or anything like that um because a lot will happen between now and the end of the season but i just think for us for ourselves our mentality and you know the confidence in the squad it's so important now to go out there and and just get a get a win you know it's <laughs> we thought we was turning the corner a little bit after Leighton Orient and Rochdale getting a couple of draws and improving, getting a clean sheet and so on. Um, but then we've had a you know another couple of defeats since then, albeit one in the cup. Um, you know I think it's just that it's an opportunity now to go out there and just get that get that three points on the board and just relieve a bit of that pressure and a bit of negativity that's sort of uh, creeping in around the club. So yeah, I think we should go out there and have a bit of confidence about us. Obviously make sure we do the basics right at the very least and hopefully we've got enough in us to to see past them but yeah I, I, I'm not looking forward to it afterwards if we do lose again Clive Nigel Clough uh, spoke about Danny Johnson there saying that he uh, felt he had a good game uh, last night at the One Course Stadium in the Papa John's Trophy but the big question is can he do it on Saturday when it really really matters he's a striker who we know has got goals in him we know has got talent but just needs to find the uh, half-open door. Yeah, I was saying to you last night, he's got to start showing what he can do. I mean, he comes with a good track record. It's just not We've just not seen anything now. All right, the circumstances haven't been helpful for him. But he looks. he's looked, quite honestly, to be a yard or so off the pace as well. Now, he did work hard last night and some of his work was good. But I wouldn't have singled him out for as much praise as uh, Clough gave him. 
No, I was I was quite surprised by that, Nathan. I'd have understood if he'd have got maybe an assist or got on the score sheet. I felt his running was all right, but it didn't do what I want a striker to do, and that's to you know to get shots away, to to look dangerous every time we we go forward. We are really missing as much as we talk about you know missing Perch at the back and and having the injury crisis at the back. We really have very little fire up front. I mean, I'm with you. For me. Um, you know, he, he didn't stand out for me last night. And personally, I think just those comments are just because he's going to be starting on Saturday, and that's just giving a bit of confidence, you know, which is maybe what he needs. Maybe that's what, you know, we've, we've spoke about in the past under sort of when we compared Steve Evans to the likes of Adam Murray and how certain players react differently to certain type of managers. Um, is it Nigel Cuffrey, like Danny Johnson's maybe the one of player, one of those players that needs an arm around the shoulder and you know a bit of bit of confidence to, you know, to get it to get him going and uh, you know is, is that what he's trying to do at the moment? So for me, that's probably more it's more psychological what he <laughs> the way he came out and said more than necessarily the you know the, the true reflection of what he actually you know gave in the performance last night. Richard in the comments says front three of Bowery DJ. Uh, Oates, uh, Jordan Barry and Reese Oates need to attack the fullbacks. They need to use their pace and strength, particularly Clive uh, Reese Oates in that scenario. He's got absolute pace to burn. And I feel if you know if he gets the beating of a fullback early on, and we can get players up to to support him inside the box, and we start showing a little bit more um, enthusiasm to get shots away, I think we'll be. Uh, I think we'll we'll be all right. If I have any criticism um, from Saturday, actually, um, it's the fact that we didn't get enough shots off and test the goalkeeper on a very slippery um, surface. Well, both of the last two games, the surface was slippery and begging for people to shoot from anywhere. Um, and they don't seem to want to do it. I mean, we had a, a, a free kick in the second half yesterday, last night that Tyrese took. Um, and me, I mean, he, he chipped it over to the, the back end. There was nobody there to, to drive it in. I just think sometimes you've just got to fire the thing low. Anything can happen when you do that. And certainly you have as good a chance as the, the opposing team to get the, the second ball. Going back to uh, um, Oates, I think he's, I like Oates, but his, last, his final touch lets him down too often. He gets into places, he works hard to get there, he beats players, and then it fizzles. Um, that's a bit disappointing. Yeah, it's almost one touch too many. You you want to, I want to see the likes of Bowery and Oates if they're going to go down that side, Nath. Beat the man and then get a cross in, get a low ball in, or rather than beat the man, then try and dance around the man again for fun. That's, that's what they tend to do, and yeah. it, it, it's very, very frustrating. I want to go back to what we were like at the start of the season. And, you know, against New What, winning? Uh, well, obviously, that's obviously <laughs> given. But no, you go back and look at the stats. Uh, Newport, uh, Bristol Rovers, Colchester, even Swindon. Look at the amount of shots we had. Yeah. Uh, we had a policy. It seemed like we had a policy. And for some reason, that's that's gone. And I don't know if it's gone from, from the management side of it or if it's just gone from players not having the confidence. But we were shooting on basically on site from, from, from all angles. And... You know, uh, we, we were frustrated then because not of them, not enough of them were hitting the back of the net. But I mean, I take it now. At least, the, at least then we were creating and having a go and looking like we we're gonna gonna score. But we're not at the moment. That, that's that's disappointing. We seem to be just going now for 
Um, like I say, I was trying to do too much as an individual and then and then, then getting tackled or running it out of play and, and so on and not doing enough. Or we're just putting aimless crosses into the box. Well, I won't say aimless. We're putting crosses in at the back stick and, you know, normally we're expecting our Yorkins to be there and obviously he's not at the moment. And we've got to... We've got to yeah, but you think they'd know he wasn't there, wouldn't you, last well, night? Yeah, you would. But, <laughs> you know, they, they need to change. They need to get used to, you know, playing in a different way in that situation. And then... I say I, I want us to go back to what we were doing and getting shots off uh, every opportunity because if you don't if you don't shoot you're not going to score. No, I think you're right. I think it's down to confidence, and the lack of confidence means that some players are want, don't want to take the responsibility, um, and they'd rather you know find another player to send on rather than taking it themselves. It's a shame, really, because we are getting some good positions. We're creating as many chances as most teams in the league. Yeah, it's it's a very difficult conundrum. Obviously, what with all the player crisis that we've got and what have you, we've got a shy strike force. We just need something to come off. You know what we need to do? We need to give somebody an absolute battering because that, all fighting for each other. Do you know what I want? An early like um, scrum, an early bit of bit of handbags because that will rally the team. That will. Get them fired up. And, <laughs> not with our disciplinary record. Well, That's not only handbags. <laughs> you know, well, you've, 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 you've got to give it a go, haven't you? I mean, you've got to have a little sly <laughs> kick because my point is we need something to fight collectively for and we don't seem to be doing that at the minute. And that's that's what disappoints me. We're, we are a good team when we fight for one another. And right now, I don't think we are fighting for one another. I think we're just content to keep our heads down and just try and move through. You know, almost it's almost like... Oh, when... there we go again. Play... We need a siren for this. Oh, where go was on. it? Oh, no, go I got rid, of it. got rid of it. Um, <laughs> in fact, no, I have got one. It's almost like... I hope it's worth it. Of course it's worth it. Of course it's worth it. It's probably not. It's almost like when you are on your own in a strange city at night, you don't know where you're going and you're walking down a street and there's a gang of thuggish looking youths who are growling at you, spitting at you, looking at you, you know, like you're a fish out of water and you've got to walk through this crowd we're just keeping our heads down and, uh, and and you know, just not content to go, yeah, what are you looking at? Yeah? You got a problem? <laughs> we, we, we need that to wasn't that. worth we... it. That was so worth it. <laughs> anyway, no, I, can, I, I, can I just change the subject very slightly, just to get you off the hook, if nothing else? The, the, the officials last night were very good, and I thought the referee had a splendid game. It's the first time I've seen uh, a female referee. And I thought she handled the game very well. I guess the players respected her in a way they might not someone else, but she was on top of everything. Yes, uh, very good performance from her last night. It's almost like... <laughs> no. That sounds like a cheesy American series. Actually, no, I don't have anything. I just want to play the jingle again. <laughs> I mean, we could do a bit of a shorter jingle for it, to be fair. But yeah, yeah. yeah I know, but that's all I've got. I'm working. I'm, <laughs> like Nigel Clough, I am working with my hand side here. All right, we'll let you off. But uh, the, no, the, the, the officials did. They, they, they were decent last night. That's, that's what this. 
it's, it's not great when the only positives you can take out of a game is the officials, really. Um, although well, the crowd it was noteworthy simply because it was a female referee, that's all. Okay, yeah, yeah. But um, no, it's. Uh, I'll, I'll be honest, I came back last night, and although we lost um, and to a last minute goal, which is always you know, disappointing, I actually felt a lot better about things. I thought we actually played pretty well, and there, there is lots of positive. And a bit like you said earlier, Clive, it is going to get better. When when we get the likes of Quinn back and you know, the more the key players start coming back in, we'll, I think we'll be all right. We just gotta we just gotta knuckle down for the next couple of weeks to get to get through this. this like this I said, we've got to keep our heads down and walk through the gang of muggers. It's fine. We, once we're on the other side, we're in the safe security of where we want to be. Have you, right, ever, have like you ever heard the saying when you're in the hole, stop digging? <laughs> this this is the reason that people watch this podcast and listen to this podcast not just for these excellent mugs which you can buy for £10 on our website the, the link is in the description um, it's for the, the class bantery content, you don't get this anywhere else which is that's true. Probably a good thing. But anyway, uh, moving swiftly on, uh, let's talk about mugs, um, and in particular winning a mug, because uh, in our podcast prediction league, you can win one of these glorious Mansfield Matters mugs, these brand new Mansfield Matters uh, mugs. You can win one by being the best uh, in our podcast prediction league for um, October. I forgot what month we were in then for a second. All you have to do is go on uh, to uh, the link on our social media page. It's our podcast predictions page and fill in three questions. The first is your name. The second is what you think the result will be, a.k.a. a Mansfield 7-0 win. And then predict for some bonus points the goal scorers. If you go for 7-0, by the way, you can only put a maximum of seven goal scorers. <laughs> Just to clarify the rules for Mr. Nathan Edge. Some are saying the rules are a bit slack. That's Some are saying these loopholes. It's not that, is it? It's not Dreadful, dreadful rules. Dreadful rules. And we're Clive on the same page. Not this again. Look, all I'm saying is we will review we it. We know what you're saying. You've got it wrong, but we stuck with it. Bit like the recruitment at Mansfield. In a word, <laughs> yes. Uh, all you got to do is go on there. Uh, you'll find the link on our social media pages. Uh, make sure you go and check that out. But uh, we're also play. You're also playing against us as well over the course of the entire season for our podcast predictions. Uh, and seeing as you're very critical of uh, the game, Nathan, I'm going to make you go first. Uh, so your prediction for Oldham at home, please. 11 nil and of goal scorers. I'm, uh, <laughs> I'm going to go for, it's going to be a high scoring game, 3-2, as it always is between us and Alden. Are we winning 3-2? Yes, of course we're winning 3-2. Well, what a right. stupid question. A maximum of three goal scorers then, if you please. <laughs> that doesn't make it. Right, okay. Um, Danny Johnson, Reese and... Actually, take away Danny Johnson. Resoats, Jordan Barry, and Ollie Hawkins. Okay, Clive, I'm going to hand it over to you. 2 0. Oaks, Maris. Oh, George Maris. Uh, somebody said earlier in the comments, by the way, if you want some good news, Maris is on four yellow cards. So, yeah. uh, suspension it. It's called Cheerful Charlie, the person that posted that. <laughs> Actually, it's called Richard, but there you go. Yeah. Um, I am going to go for a, uh, a similar scoreline. I'm going to go for a 2-1 win. I think we're going to edge it. And I think on the score... Max, two scorers. Yeah, I know. Don't worry. I know me and rules, pal. Uh, I'm going to go for Ollie Hawkins. 
<laughs> trust me, yes, I do. Uh, I'm going to go for Ollie Hawkins, and I'm going to go for the captain, Ollie Clark. I think he's going to uh, scuff one in uh, from uh, 40 yards. So it uh, doesn't matter if he doesn't scuff one in from 40 yards, by the way. The fact I named him as a goal scorer still means I can get a bonus point. Descriptions <laughs> are optional. Comedy. Uh, moving swiftly, uh, swiftly on, if you want to play along with that, details on our social media pages over the course uh, of the next few days. Um, we know it's going to be uh, a, a tough uh, weekend, but we're just going to get through it. And I think it's more important than anything, Clive, to, to pull it back to some sense of normality. You know, there has been a few murmurs of discontent on social media towards the manager, towards some of the player performances, but we are better when we stick together. The one core stadium is a, a very good place to be when we're making positive noise. The lads in cube lock and in and around the stadium and, and, and ladies in cube lock as well have done an absolutely phenomenal job so far this season in trying circumstances sometimes as well. So we beg that that keeps uh, happening on Saturday. If we're not performing too well, if we go a goal behind, stick by the teams, get behind them and, and keep, um, keep that singing going. Because when we create an atmosphere... You know, the players do thrive on it. And that's what we need at the moment. We don't need the negativity. We don't need um, them to not want to try. We want to give them a reason to put in that extra shift, to run that extra yard, to take that extra shot. It's the very time that the fans need to work harder. Uh, I, I know it's not easy when you, you feel let down by the club that you passionately want to do well. But, you know, if you've been watching the, the club as long as I have, it, it, the whole experience is based on mostly disappointment and occasional highlights. And uh, I suppose it tempers you for, for, for disappointment in that respect. But, you know, after two or three games this year, there were, everybody was whoopee-wooing about the team's chances and another six games on and everybody's saying how bad they are. What's happened in that six games is what's brought us to this position. Um, and, and we can come out of it again. Then we're, only a, we're only barely a fifth of the way into the season as well. So it's it's too too early to write us off. I think we've made a, made the season a lot harder on ourselves, and any aspirations for promotion have been damaged. But uh, I can enjoy watching Manchester play when they play well, and 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 I think we've got some good football to come. We've definitely we definitely have. We've got players coming back in a few games time. Um, we've got young players knocking on the door, whose name could or couldn't be Jason Law, just to keep the rhymes going for you too, because I know you, I know how much you uh, enjoyed them over the last couple of weeks or so. Um, you know, we, we've got potential there. One last thing I want to end on before we end today um, is Nigel Clough, Clive. Um, didn't appear to be in the dugout for the first half. He may well have been, but a lot of people, a few people on social media saying where was Clough in the first half. Um, it seemed, um, you know, like he... he potentially went and sat in the stands and got a different view, which is something you've wanted to see for a while. Yeah, but apparently it was in the South Stand. The unpopulated South Stand. So whether it was up there with the uh, the police control people, I don't know. But I'd have liked to... Well, I'd have liked to see in the, in the uh, centre of the Ian Greaves upper because I think you get a perfect view of the game and the strategy try, that you're trying to unfurl. Uh, I, I don't know how you can actually judge the game uh, from pitch level in the same way. That's why all the best managers are where we sit. Clearly, clearly. <laughs> um, I do like that. I do I do like having somebody in the stands uh, feeding down to the touchline at least and uh, and having that there. So, uh, you know, maybe he did it on purpose, maybe he just didn't want to be sat in a cold dugout. Who knows? But uh, if he, if let's, let's pretend that he did get something um, 
to why are you show why why are you show show me me. I just want you to enjoy it. <laughs> I mean, I always enjoy looking at myself, but there you go. Um, let's take something from um, uh, from the fact that let, let's take a positive and say that he was watching the game from a different angle and uh, having a look at things uh, for Saturday. That's almost time we've got time for. Graham says you're writing Oldham off, but we always we nearly always lose at home to teams at the bottom of the league. We're not writing them off at all, are we, Nath? What we what we're saying is that. Sooner or later, Mansfield have got to improve, and why not? Why can't it be Saturday? Is that? I think some, we're just, just yeah trying to get some optimism into it. I think, uh, and and it's just our um, <laughs> it's, it's it's a loophole in our prediction games, which is probably referring to us. We always go for wins because we get more goal scorers and more chance getting points. So don't read anything into that. To be honest, it's uh, it's just a loophole. Like you know, the fallibility of the rules, isn't it? That's all. Yeah, that's all it is. You know. But so, I, I'm, yeah. I tell you what, I remember two or three seasons ago when we played Oldham at our ground, we beat them six one. Um, and it was a cracking uh, game, and we start off poor in that game, and we actually trounced them. But I tell you what, I remember more. So they, their fans, their fans were superb <laughs> that day. They never stopped cheering. There was some <laughs> some irony in what they were doing, but they uh, they they were fully you know cheering on and dancing around the stand, even though they were losing six something. Um, and I think that's what we need our fans to be a bit more determined. Yeah, let's hope that it's a better afternoon for Mansfield on Saturday. That's almost time we've got time for. Um, I know I've I've talked about it a, li- a little bit in uh, in the share when Nathan and, and Clive have both made a little bit of uh, jokes uh, about what uh, about the the mugs and, and what have you. But um, in case you've missed it, um, <laughs> we, <laughs> um, we have got these brand new Mansfield Matters mugs um, on sale for you guys now. Just ten pounds on our website. Everything. Uh, every penny goes to supporting uh, the podcast and uh, helping it run. So from the mug sales we've had in just the first week, we're able to put this podcast on uh, iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts and all the dodgy ones as well uh, for an entire season. So thank you very much um, for that. Um, we will be planning um, some brand new Mansfield Matters content uh, next week. We're going to have a, a bit of a Mansfield Matters meeting Owen, if you, I think your name was Owen. I apologise if it's not. If you're listening, it probably will be in Nando. So if you can sort us out with that discount, we'll sort you out with a mug. Um, <laughs> um, uh, we'll be talking about a few things. We're going to be talking quiz nights. We're going to be talking more stag stories. We're going to be talking things um, like different kinds of podcasts. So not necessarily podcasts where we're talking about this game, the players, the current on-the-pitch situation. We might be talking about some hypothetical stuff. More content uh, is coming your way. So we really do um, appreciate uh, your support. So thank you very much um, so far and uh, for, for purchasing a mug. And don't just take it from me how uh, how good these mugs are. Let's hear it from the people who've been drinking out of them. Nathan's the, the latest recipient of one. He received his at half-time yesterday. Uh, how many drinks of tea have you had out of the, it so far Nate what do you make um, we know you're a good mug connoisseur I, I mean I'll be honest I I just unboxed it just before I came up for the podcast but saying that you know I mean I did I did get it at half time yesterday and it was it was like we we won won the cup well, like, like I won the cup so you know it's uh, honestly it's delightful every, every sip Clive, Clive you've got a garage full um, how are they <laughs> well they're very happy in there <laughs> no, that's the bit where you're supposed to say they're not happy in there. They need homes. Oh, that's true. Yeah, you used to be a, how did you used to be a salesman? <laughs> you're talking about as if you like rescued puppies. I mean, they'll get homed eventually. We uh, 
we've got to come up with interesting and, and exciting ways of distributing them. And I, at the moment, I think there's probably two or three people in Africa don't know we've got them yet, though, Craig. So if you can uh, work on that. <laughs> Mugs, <laughs> I certainly will. Right, I'm going to uh, leave these, put these two into the into the darkness and into into the uh, into the mute, the land of mutinous because frankly they've been abusing me far too much on tonight's show. Slagging off my rules, slagging off my sales technique. How dare they? Everything is all for their benefit, as it is uh, for yours. That though is uh, unfortunately. Uh, or maybe fortunately, depending on the way you want to look at it tonight, all we've got time for. Thanks, as ever, for joining us on the show for the fans and by the fans. Seriously, if you do want to buy a mug, mtfcmatters.co.uk to helping us out a great deal. Make sure you get yourself to the One Call Stadium on Saturday to support the boys. We may be without 40,000 players we may be down on our luck, but it can only change by sticking together and following the journey. Why? Well, by now you shouldn't even need to ask, because Mansfield always matters. Stay safe and we'll see you again next week. Goodbye. Are you fed up of drinking a cup of tea or a cup of coffee out of a mug which says tea or coffee on it? What you need is a Mansfield Matters mug. mtfcmatters.co.uk Mugs. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. We understand that the journey as a supporter isn't always smooth sailing, but rest assured you're not alone. There's a vast network of fellow fans who share your passion and may be experiencing similar challenges. Honesty is key in any relationship. If your friend asks you how you are feeling, tell them honestly. If you're going through a difficult time, let them know. Opening up about how you are feeling can really make a difference. After all, they are your mates for a reason. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.